The first round of the 2019 playoffs is in the books at the Northern Trust, where Troy Merritt went low, folks, a 62 opening round. We also have kind of a funny situation at the presentation or awards presentation for the Wyndham Rewards Program, the $10 million bonus at the end of the year. And is one portion of Tiger Woods' legacy in question? Let's tee it up. Welcome to Data Access Golf, your home for rapid golf improvement. And now, from the thin air of the Rocky Mountains, next on the number one tee, your host, Aaron Stewart. Hey everyone, Aaron Stewart, Data Access Golf, the podcast, coming to you today from the the quiet confines of uh, the office. Fortunately, all the construction around here has been done. They finally overlaid the parking lot. Um, just 20 years too late, but it's done now, and it's good to have uh, those construction folks gone. They kept peering in the windows here. I don't know what they were looking for. So it's good to have them gone, and it's good to be talking golf again. So the Northern Trust is off and running as the first leg of the newly revised playoff schedule. Only three events this year. So it's uh, you got to move quick, and you got to move fast. And I don't know if that's what's causing this uh, blitz right out of the gate, but it seemed like a sprint from, you know, it seems like the first two days, everybody's sort of kind of feeling everybody out. And then, you know, you try to go for it on moving day, but man, right out of the gates, this was crazy stuff. Troy Merritt, who came into the tournament at like 250 to one, goes off at a 62, no bogeys on the card. Uh, un- unbelievable. So he goes out in 32 and comes in in 30 for a cool 62. Five birdies on the back. Very, very impressive. Some of the other ones here, I mean, Dustin Johnson off to a fast start. Kevin Kisner, 64. John Rahm at a 64. Tony Finau at a 65. A local boy. Uh, a good, a good dude, honestly. Webb Simpson, whose good play continues. Um, we'll talk about him in a little bit at the Wyndham Rewards because what he pulled off last week, finishing second, <laughs> kind of was a pretty big deal. Uh, Rory McIlroy off to a good start at a 65. Justin Rose, who got bumped out of the Wyndham Rewards money by said Webb Simpson. Also a good round out, out the gate at 65. Patrick Reed, Max Homa. He was a, he was like 501 and threw down a 66 out of the gate. So. And then Danny Willett, haven't seen him in a long time, but uh, opening round 66, which threw him up 40 spots, um, projected him up 40 spots uh, for his opening round play. The biggest, the biggest jump of the day, as far as, you know, projected was, um, uh, Peyton Kazir, who jumped up 44 spots. And he's one that we kind of were talking about that maybe he wasn't going to make it at all, had a good, he got a good tournament uh, and worked his way in towards the end of the year and now just jumped up the, the leaderboard with a, an, an opening round 66 minus five in there. So kind of some of the disappointments, obviously. Well, you've got Jordan Spieth with a minus four and Justin Thomas. So some of those big names are up there. But obviously, Tiger Woods, a bit of a concern. Um, quit early with his uh, his practice rounds, tightness in his back. And just kind of off to a really slow start. Phil Mickelson was one over. Um, yeah, it's um, 
it's an inter- interesting discussion and Tiger Woods with a plus 475, which is um, about as bad as it gets, right? And you've got, you only got Patrick Rogers who threw, who put down a, a, a plus 576. And then you've got Tris Stroud and Aaron Baddeley who both um, withdrew. Um, but anyway, um, yeah, Tiger Woods with the sore back and some, and it looks like another missed cut. Um, some people were freaking out that, you know, Tiger Woods is missing more cuts than he ever has. And it, he is. He's had two. This might be his third missed cut of the year. And, you know, we always look at those consistency ratings, which is, which is essentially how many events you've entered divide. I mean, how many cuts you've made divided by the number of events you've entered. And so he's running about 77% for the year with two missed cuts. He hasn't played a lot. Basically nine events that we would count to figure out that number. And yeah, that's considerably lower than his 91% for his career. And so I just did some quick numbers to kind of look at this. It was funny because I kind of got a, what got me onto this, honestly, was there was an article talking about how Tiger Woods got out to a sloppy start and that, um, you know, he might miss the cut. And cuts are obviously something that we look at here at this program quite a bit because, I think that it's a great way to show somebody's consistency over the course of their career. And it's a great way to see if they're trending in the right direction or trending in the wrong direction. It's just based on how many cuts they make each year and comparing year to year. So Tiger Woods, um, we, we pretty much only look at those that have won this year. And with Tiger Woods master, master's victory, we looked at his and, and currently he has played in 356 events in his PGA Tour career. And he has made 324 cuts. And that includes, he was down to 322, but that includes the two missed cuts of this year. And that puts him at nine, just over 91%, a consistency rating for his entire career, 90%, which is amazing. And just to kind of put this into perspective, I went through and looked at the rest. Well, I basically looked at the top 10 in the FedEx Cup to kind of see, you know, where they sat, settled in. But I, I started to think about, okay, Tiger Woods' legacy, one of the big records that he's most proud of is his consistent cuts number, right? And that was just a longevity, a longevity record that nobody's probably ever going to come near to. So it's something that was important to him and something that he was obviously, maybe he wasn't aware of, but playing consistently, consistently and playing very good golf at a very high level was super important to Tiger Woods, right? That's where he's got all his 80-something victories, his 50 majors, all of that good stuff. And so now he sits at 91%. uh, So it's dropped this year, obviously. And because he has 356 events and 324 cuts, when he misses a cut, it has doesn't have as great effect as, say, some of the newer players would have, right? So I just kind of projected out, and let's say... You know, to see how long it would take for him to fall out of this legends level. So any of you that have seen my uh, Monday lives when we do the data Mondays and we go over the data for the winner of the previous week's tournament, will know that I always kind of show, throw up the consistency scale and kind of rank players based on their um, the percentage of made cuts over the course of their career. And Tiger Woods is literally the only one who's in the 90% tile, right? Where he is in that top tier all by himself. And so I named that one the, the legends category. 
Well, in some of the, I can't remember if it was Instagram or Facebook, but somebody commented that my consistency scale is quote unquote dopey, which I thought, okay, that's fine. Um, dopey is an opinion. I have no problem with people expressing their opinions. In fact, um, I welcome them. I love to have opinion. Um, but I try to keep everything based on data, right? Data access golf. And so I thought, hey, let's just look at the data and take a look and let's evaluate everybody in here and see how the top 10, let's, let's see how the consistency scale holds up to the FedEx Cup rankings, right? Can, can we see um, anything from this? Can we draw any sort of correlation or make some assumptions from this? And so I did the, just the top 10. I looked at Tiger Woods numbers and then looked at the top 10 in the FedEx Cup rankings, essentially all those who want to check from the Wyndham Rewards program and kind of looked at their consistency number two to kind of see where it all shook out. So pretty interesting stuff. First and foremost, Tiger Woods, if he misses this week's cut, will drop him to 90.76% consistency scale rating, right? Consistency rating. If he misses another cup, it would, another cut, it would drop him to, that would be 358 um, events only with 324 cuts. That would drop him to 90 and a half, 359, and he, another missed cut. So it's going to, for, before he drops out of the, of this 90 percentile range, he is going to have to miss five more cuts and not make any cuts, right? Because if you make a cut, it, it moves it the other direction. So it will be interesting to see, um, if Tiger Woods and obviously at the tail end of his career, if he is going to, where this is going to end up. I'm, I'm actually super fascinated to see if Tiger Woods can finish his tour playing career in the nineties for made cuts, right? That will be kind of fun to watch over the course of the next few years and uh, make it interesting. Anyway, uh, something to talk about for sure. A conversation piece, if you will. So, but if we look at these other, so this is, this is my rebuttal back to, the good friend that called me a dopey or called the consistency rating dopey. Um, if you look at the top 10 in the FedEx Cup, all of those folks who made a bonus for being consistent over the course of the year, and I'm not looking at just this year, I'm looking at their entire careers. So then let's take a look at this. So you've got Brooks Kapka, obviously, who finished in uh, first place, picked up, what, two million bucks, I think it was. Yeah, two million dollars for his uh, great year. He has made 84.43% of his cuts for his career. Now, his regular season is quite a bit lower than his uh, major season as far as cuts go. He's like at 96, 97% as far as made cuts in his majors, major appearances. He's only missed one cut since 2013 in the majors. So that's a very impressive record. Uh, so his 97 there combined with the rest of his, um, you know, regularly scheduled to regularly scheduled tour events brings them up to that 84.4%. In second place, we've got Rory McElroy, who finished just a couple points ahead of Matt Kuchar. And that, uh, those, two, those few points, uh, made, um, Rory McElroy an extra 300k. Um, and during the live event, if you want to go and look on the golf channel, they've got that, uh, they've got kind of a, the presentation up there. And at one point, 
Um, Matt Kuchar is complaining about, you know, losing 300K by just a couple points. And um, Rory McIlroy quickly quips back, yeah, and we know how much money means to you. Um, and to which uh, Brooks Kepka had a good laugh, and I think we all did, because uh, poor Matt and his uh, money issues earlier this year down in Mexico, right? But anyway, so Rory McIlroy picked up $1.5 million. His consistency rating um, for his career is 86.06%. So very high. That would put him in the elite category, as is Brooks Kepka. So we have the Legends is 90 and above. The elite category is 80 to 89%. And the solid category, solid tour players that keep their card and do well on, um, that, that have a long career on tour are the 70 to 79% players. Good players, players that kind of bounce up and down and all around, um, 60 to 69%. And then those that probably are going to lose their card are those that make 59% or lower of their cuts, right? So we've got both Brooks and Rory in the 80 percentile, so that puts them in the elite category. You've got Matt Kuchar, who comes in as the lowest in the top 10 as far as consistency rating goes, at 74 percent. And then Xander Shoffley comes in at fourth at 77 percent. So Matt Kuchar picked up 1.2 million. Xander Shoffley picked up 1.1 million. See Gary Woodland at 77 percent, also in the solid category. He picked up a cool million bucks. Patrick Cantlay, he's at 81.7%. So he also is in that elite category now. And he picked himself up $850,000 at the end of the year. Dustin Johnson, 82.1%. So I find it interesting that everybody talks about Brooks Kepka. Now he has kind of a hard time making cuts, um, but he is better off than his good buddy, Dustin Johnson, who only makes 82% of his cuts. Now, they have played roughly 120 different, uh, let's see, he's played 130 fewer tournaments than Dustin Johnson. But still, I mean, this consistency thing's a big deal. So to knock Brooks Kepka for not being consistent and not making more cuts is kind of silly, right? He's ahead of, he's ahead of basically everybody but two players on this top 10. So, so let's see, got Dustin Johnson at 82%, Paul Casey at 75%. Um, and Paul Casey picked up, what, at $600,000. Then you've got, um, so you've got Webb Simpson at 77% and John Rahm at 86%. And they've got on here that um, John Rahm finished, John Rahm finished nine and Rose finished 10th. But that, that's not the case. I think Webb Simpson jumped in there and finished ninth. Which took away about fifty grand from from John Rom and about what five hundred k from Justin Rose, I think. So I'll have to look into that. But that's how they finished at the end. How they came into the uh, Northern Trust tournament. Those eight, every single one of these players in the top ten of the FedEx Cup has a consistency rating above seventy three percent. So in that solid category or above. Nobody in the good or lose your card category made it into the top 10 of the FedEx Cup. And so I'm going to go and look at the top 20 and see if it holds true there. But so this is a very, I just don't see how you can call this dopey. Consistency rating is a very solid way to look at how a player's game is over the course of their career. And none, none of those folks in the top 10 this year 
uh, are lower than in that solid category. 73% with Matt Kuchar being the lowest. I found, I found it interesting here too. Out of all those players that I read, right? John Rahm has got is 86%. Okay. He, he is, he is just the next one behind Tiger Woods. Um, he has got five percentage points higher than Rory McElroy. Now he's only played in 72 tour events. Uh, Xander Shoffley's only played in 75. So John Rahm has played in the fewest number of tour events of this group and has a rating of 86%, second only to Tiger Woods in the, in, in, in this list that I've got here of these 11 people. Um, I also thought it was interesting as I was going through and looking to look at the, um, the lowest round of each one of these gentlemen's careers. So Tiger's Woods lowest round, um, in a PGA Tour event is 61. Okay. Which, I mean, again, right? Two off 59. That's pretty great. But it's interesting here. You've got Brooks Kepka, 62, Roy McElroy, 61, Matt Kuchar, 61, Xander Shoffley, 62, Gary Woodland, 61, Dustin Johnson, 62, Paul Casey, 62, Webb Simpson, 61, John Rahm, 62, El Numero Uno, Numero Uno on this particular list of these 11 players, Patrick Cantley, who has a 60 as his lowest round on tour. So I thought that was kind of interesting as as well. Pretty cool stuff. So um, very interesting. I think as far as that goes, it looks like you've got like a Phil Mickelson and Tiger Woods probably not going to make the weekend. You've got um, Gary Woodland with, at plus two, not looking very good. Um, we've got a, you know, we've got a, uh, we've got a Shane Lowry sighting, which is cool. He's been gone for quite some time after the big, after the big win. I did find it pretty interesting that, um, they had a cool, definitely look this up on golf channel as well. They had a cool article about Shane Lowry and how it's changed his life, how the win has changed his life. And he's basically saying, look, it's changed my life, not on the golf course. Cause nobody really cares, um, the golf course doesn't care if you want a major or not. You've got to go out there and get it. You know, nobody owes you anything. You've got to go out there and get it for yourself. But um, I found it interesting that he said that um, he's just more recognized now, that people don't call him J.B. Holmes and don't call him Beef anymore. Everybody knows he's Shane Lowry. And uh, that's got to feel pretty good, right, to be called the proper name. Nobody would want – I can't see anybody being happy being called Beef or J.B. Holmes. Right, being mistaken for those two individuals, so that's got to be kind of a big um, bonus prize, I guess, of winning a major. Is now everybody seems to know your name, right? Gone all norm and cheers. Everybody knows his name. So, anyway, looking forward to the weekend and the hey, the playoffs are fun. I'm interested to see how this thing plays out. Um, you've only got three events. Um, it'll be interesting to see how how everybody if everybody goes low again. I just I can't believe the sprint out of the gate to start this tournament. I've got to get on and work on these graphics to get Troy Merritt's score up there um, so we can kind of look at it in the social media feed. Uh, please, if you wouldn't mind, I would really like, if you could like this uh, podcast, if you could get on the Facebook page and follow us there, or the YouTube channel, um, and make your comments and everything. All of it helps very much in keeping us going, and I would greatly appreciate it. Um, again, thank you so much for joining me. My name is Aaron Stewart, Data Access Golf, where we believe better data always means better golf and better data will make your game better. Thanks for joining me. See ya. 
Thanks for listening to Data Access Golf with Aaron Stewart. Check us out online at dataaccessgolf.com, and we'll see you on the next episode.